Today on the Illini Enquirer podcast, a ton of college basketball talk and with a national guy, Jeff Goodman. You know him uh, from his long career in college basketball reporting, including Fox Sports, ESPN, and now Stadium and the Field of 68. And he and his counterparts at uh, the Field of 68 have just released a huge 800-page almanac of college basketball previews for the 2022-23 season. He's done a great job there. And and our guy, Trevor Valise, who is here for a a couple months, um, moved on to the field of 68. He's doing great work on their video side and production side. So I guess this was the trade that Jeff would come on um, in compensation for stealing Trevor Valise from us. We are very happy for Trevor, and I I encouraged Jeff to hire him when he called me up about it. Uh, So we're happy Jeff could come on and talk with us about Illinois basketball, who the field of 68 Almanac projects to finish second in the Big Ten. And what I loved about the Almanac is they didn't have any Big Ten teams in the top 15, because I don't think there should be. Uh, But Indiana, Illinois, the only teams in their top 25. And Jeff came to Champaign, and unlike a lot of his local media, he got some access to see some practice, see what Terrence Shannon, Matthew Meyer, Sky Clark, Ty Rogers, what those guys looked like. So we talk a little bit about uh, Illinois basketball, dive into what this season could be, uh, what they've accomplished under Brad Underwood. And and then we get into a little bit of a a story time with him, uh, dating back to his experience at the Chester Frazier Eric Gordon game. I guess we call it the Eric Gordon game, but the Chester Frazier bump and and, uh, where that ranks his college basketball memories of, of everything he's seen uh, and atmospheres that he's seen. He's got it pretty high up there. And we get into a talk about you guys, the Illini fans, and, and what makes you guys unique and crazy in a good way. Um, so I, I think Jeff is very, very appreciative of Illinois fans, and he gets into why. Uh, we talk a little bit about his media career as well. As, as he's done a lot in this business. So this was a good one. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking with Jeff, a guy I really respect in the business, a guy who's been really kind to me whenever I need to bother him at Big Ten Media Days or whatever it is. Jeff has always been um, great uh, to me. So I really appreciated his time, and I think you're going to appreciate his time. Coming up next, Jeff Goodman on Illinois Basketball. Well, we got a ton of hardcore college basketball fans here, and uh, Jeff Goodman and his crew at the Field of 68 put together the Almanac, an 800-page preview of the college basketball season. And if you're a Big Ten fan, if you're a Missouri Valley fan, if you're a MEAC fan, heck, you can get uh, all the information you need. Uh, And Jeff Goodman joined us now, kind enough to give us some time. Uh, Congrats on this, Jeff. I I know you guys put a ton of work into this, and, and it shows in the product, man. Yeah, we did. We did. And it's not, you know, it's more the young guys than me. Um, but uh, it's it's really good. Like, I can say that it's going to live up to to the hype that I put out there, which will uh, say it's, it's the best preseason publication by far because of the accuracy. And, and it's hard to be accurate these days because there's so many changes, right? Yeah. So we went through every roster, projected start. Obviously, some things are going to change. And you know, projected starters aren't etched in stone anywhere, especially with the Illini right now, uh, but any team. So we, we've done our best to make it the most accurate product. And again, like you said, you got 1,300 words on everybody from Illinois to Illinois State to Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got anonymous quotes and, and anonymous polls that I did for every league, best X's and O's guy, best uh, NBA prospect, breakout, you name it, best venue, toughest venue to play in. So yeah. it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, I, I've just sunk my teeth into it a little bit, and I, I can't wait to, to go further into it. So any basketball fans here, I, I definitely encourage you to get it. Uh, I love your preseason top 25 here, Jeff, because uh, the Big Ten, I had to do the athletic poll, and 
you know, Indiana's a team I like. Illinois is a team I like, but that's a team I'd like to put three or four as like a, yes. a surprise contender. Yes. You guys have no Big Ten teams top 19. I love that because that's how I feel. I feel like it's a bunch of competitive, maybe good teams. I don't feel great about any of them. It should make for a fun year at least, but what do you make of the Big Ten? Yeah, it's a down year. I mean, yeah. simply put, it's a down year. It, it looks that way on the Big Ten. I mean, you know, lost a ton from last year, which opens it up. You know, when you put an Indiana team, and, and listen, I'm wearing this for my daughter. Yeah. Like, for you love how I'm the only idiot who wears an Illinois hat and an Indiana sweatshirt. But in full disclosure, my daughter is a freshman at Indiana. So it's kind of the only gear that I wear publicly right now. Uh, is Indiana because I pay $51,000 a year. So I feel like I, I need to. Um, so, you know, to me, an Indiana team that had to beat Michigan and Illinois last year, and I was there for that Illinois game in the, in the Big Ten tournament, they don't win the, either of those, both of them. They have to win both of them to get in the tournament in the first four. Otherwise, they're not even in the NCAA tournament last year. So it just goes to show you how different one game can make with, with, with kind of the mantra and everything because everybody's got them at number one. Everybody's saying what a great job Mike Woodson did. But if they lose to Illinois and they don't get in the NCAA tournament, it's a completely different story going into the season this year. It's, well, can Mike Woodson get it done? Yeah. Right? Like, how good are they? Now, they got, listen, Jalen Huchifino, uh is talented as hell, right? Tamar Bates could make a jump. Um but I still question uh, Indiana and, and, and their big – I question every team in the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, I just went by Illinois. I question Illinois. I question Indiana. I certainly question Michigan State and Michigan. That's why, like you said, there's no team in the top 15 and barely a team in the top 20. And I, listen, some people have Indiana at number six preseason. Yeah. Like, what are you smoking? Like, I get it. Maybe they end up being the number six team in the country, but – Right now, to put them at number six in the country is like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, and, and I feel like Illinois, at number two, I, I don't like doing it there, but, they, but they're yeah. one of the most talented teams. I, I feel like Illinois is kind of a team of the moment in that the transfer portal, NIL, like Illinois has embraced these things. Brad Underwood, uh, you know, who's 58 years old, has really embraced these things. Well, like Michigan State, Tom Izzo's recruiting well, but the transfer portal – He's kind of, you know, out of step with, it feels like a little bit, if that's fair. Uh, Purdue and Matt Painter, NIL, they're kind of behind. Even Michigan's trying to catch up in NIL. Meanwhile, you got Brad Underwood kind of, you know, embracing all these things, kind of excelling. He loves it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, kind of excelling all of these things. At like, least he says he loves it. And, and that's all you have to do. Whether you love it or hate it, publicly just say how much you love it. Because if you say you hate it, you're not going to get recruits. Yeah. It just feels like him and Chris Holtman are – embracing those things yes. well some yes. of the rest of the league may be catching up and and that's yes. why i mean illinois and ohio state should be rebuilding but i i think they're two of the top five teams in the league i, I think so i mean I, I think so you know i went there and on paper i loved them and then when i saw them in person and, and rj got hurt the day i was there pretty early in practice i don't think it was any i haven't even checked back but it was an ankle yeah. deal and uh, Brad didn't seem worried about it at all. I, I think it happens uh, semi-frequently from what he said. With RJ, he, he, he kind of goes down, he's fine. So I think he's fine. Um, Myers struggled a little bit in practice and he, he wasn't great that day. He was okay in spurts. 
Uh, I think Terrence Shannon's going to be the best player for Illinois this year. Yeah. I'd be shocked if he's not. I know a lot of people of Coleman Hawkins is like this breakout guy. I think he'll take a step, but I don't think he's going to be this huge breakout guy that averages, you know, 17 and eight. I think he might average, you know, 12 and six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this team is going to be built on, on balance. And to me, and I think Brad has downplayed it a little bit because he's saying, like, we're going to use a lot of different ball handlers. We're not going to rely on a point guard necessarily. My take always is if you don't have a high-level point guard, there is a major ceiling on what you can accomplish. And to me, Scott Clark is kind of the key in a way, right? Like, he, you know, Jaden Epps is not really – from watching him, he's more of a two trying to be a one. And he's got a long way to go with that. I think he can get there, but he's more of a guy that right now is is more about scoring and, and learning how to run a team. Sky obviously hasn't played for a while, but I feel like if Sky isn't a by a conference play, if Sky Clark isn't one of the the at least middle tier point guards in the Big Ten, if he's one of the bottom tier, you're in trouble. Oh, I agree completely. Like th- this team does have a, a much lower floor, and that's why. You know, there's kind of this narrative sometimes, Jeff, of, oh, Kofi's gone. Now Illinois will be better. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I fight against that. Like, I understand yeah. you can be more versatile. Maybe you have a higher ceiling in the tournament. But you have such a high floor with, with Kofi Coburn, and he's just a two-time All-American. So I, I'm, I'm excited. It's kind of dumb, right? Like, yes. You hear it, and you're like, I understand it. Like you said, in the NCAA tournament, in one game against, um, you know, whether it was Loyola Chicago, whether it's some of those mid-majors, Kentucky dealt with it with St. Peter's, where they're smaller, they can space you out, they can make threes, they can drive it on you. Listen, Kofi was a liability defensively. He was against those teams. There's no other way of saying it because you can trade threes for twos. Mm -hmm. You can go into Kofi all you want, you're getting twos. If they're making threes, they're going to have a chance to beat you in the NCAA tournament. So I get it, but in the regular season, I'll take Kofi all day long, and then, I don't know, do I take my chance? You know, we're going to see with, like, Oscar, obviously last year Kentucky loses. Hunter, they made it to the Sweet 16. Michigan, they weren't great in the regular season. A lot of these, like, old Trace, Jackson Davis, they barely made the tournament last year. Edie. A lot of these guys haven't really, their teams haven't gone deep in, in the – Drew Timmy, I guess, did – you know, uh, two years ago, obviously, they, they got to the championship game when they didn't have Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga, but they had some dudes around them, too. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Terrence Shannon. I'm really high on him. Um, and, and Matthew Meyer. Those are pro- proven high-level starters, Jeff. I know you watch a lot of Big Ten, Big 12 ball. Do you think they can be stars for a Big Ten? Shannon can. Yeah. Shannon can. I don't think Meyer can. And I love Matt. I yeah. love Matt to death. I don't know if he can be a star. I think Shannon can be a star. I think he can be a guy who averages, you know, he can be a first-team All-Big Ten guy. Uh, I think Meyer's a great piece, and he's going to have some games that he'll go for 20 and look like an an NBA lottery pick. And then I think he's going to have some games that he'll probably score four points. And uh, I just want to see Matt Meyer do it consistently. And we haven't seen it yet. We didn't need to see it from him out of Baylor until last year. And even last year, he was he was inconsistent. Um, I think the same thing, you know, maybe said about Coleman Hawkins this year. I think he'll probably be up and down, right? I don't think he'll be super consistent. That's going to be the, the beauty of this team on one hand. And 
and and Brad pulling out his hair on on another because it, it the hardest thing for a coach is not knowing what they're going to get day to day out of it out of their players right that's the that's the most frustrating thing they want to know you pencil in a guy you know what you're going to get I think you're going to be able to do that with Terrence Shannon I'm not sure there's another guy on the team Ty Rogers maybe that's that's what I was going to say a freshman Ty yeah. Rogers probably he's yeah. the only other one yeah. those are the only two that I feel confident that like I know what they're going to get if you throw them out there every single game now Ty might be a a 10 four and four guy at the end of the day right like he might have probably average between eight and ten points a game he'll probably average between you know four or five rebounds three or four assists mm-hmm. get a steal you know like he's the impact of Ty Rogers is not going to be shown through the box score I, I do want to ask you about, about Coleman Hawkins because, you know, everyone, he's got some of that draft buzz because he's kind of what they want in, in the NBA. Yeah. But as you said, up and down, there's a, a maturity I think he's got to go through here as uh, is, is a veteran. But the what I would tell him is be Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. If you're that, I, I think that's sure. what the NBA is going to want because – he can shoot a little bit. He can dribble a little bit. But defensively, we saw him against Keegan, against Ron Harper Jr. That's where he can make his money. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, he is that that long and versatile um, forward that the NBA wants. Um, and, and listen, if he can guard one through five or two through five at the end of the day, he'll have a chance, especially if he can make, you know, can he, can he make a three a game – you know, and, and shoot in the high 30s, mid to high 30s from three. Yeah, I, listen, there's no reason he can't. They're going to have enough weapons around him, um, and they're going to play a style that I think in transition, guys are going to get some shots, and, and they're going to get more shots. That's the one beauty of, of the way they're going to play and the way they're going to guard. They should be able to get some easy baskets uh, this year, and they're not going to just, you know, play through Kofi. Right. And, and, and I think, you know, danger is going to be interesting to see what he can give you. I'm not sure. That's another question mark, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of question marks. It's funny because again, we're talking about this team, like it's a team that can go to the final four (laughs) and like, maybe it can, if everything goes right, they're going to be fun to watch because the style is going to be so different. But again, you don't know what you're going to get out of danger. You don't know what you're going to get out of sky. Uh, Meyer, you know, all the – R.J., like, is R.J. going to take that step? I think he's super important for this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a team that I can see, you know, going in and beating a team. People don't expect them to. Maybe it's UCLA, and then the next night yeah. getting beat by 30 by Baylor. I, I just think early on you're going to see the ups yes. and downs, and it's going to be up you to Brad. You going to Vegas, Jeremy? You yeah, Vegas? of course I am. <laughs> I am – I think I am, too. My only way of getting this done – you know, I travel so much in November because I want to see so many teams. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out my schedule, right? Champions Classic to start. And then from there, I think I'm going to go to Gonzaga, Texas. And then I'm already out in Texas. And uh, my daughter gets out of Thanksgiving break. So instead of my daughter flying home, I-, I basically said to her, she's now a sports fan and loves this. I said, how about you meet meet us in Vegas, my wife and I. And my wife likes Vegas. and. <laughs> She loves Vegas, and she she loves Scott Drew. Yeah. In full disclosure, she loves Scott Drew because nobody has been better to my daughter about uh, giving her confidence in this industry as she's starting out than, than the Baylor head coach. And, um, in fact, they win the national title two years ago, 
and he texts, he's on a group chat with me and my daughter. And he texts her literally that Tuesday morning. He says to her, when are we doing our interview? Tuesday morning. That's awesome. he, just, he hasn't slept yet. And they did, they ended up doing the interview Thursday. So awesome. anybody that is that good to your kid, it's hard. Like I want to be, and I am objective. Listen, if right. the guy doesn't win, the guy doesn't win. Now it's hard. It's hard to say anything negative about what Scott Drew's done at Baylor over the last three, four years, right? Miracle I mean, he's job. been ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm going to get out there for that. It was an easy sell to Talia is just told her the field in Vegas. And she was like, yeah, I'd rather do that than go home. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, she'll get home, but it'll be a few days later. Well, and it's fun that Illinois is a part of those things again, Jeff. If we want to go full circle, like they're in the Jimmy V Classic again. Um, yep. And I know they're hungry for, for second weekend success in the NCAA tournament, but they're clearly a player again. Um, so just overall, what do you think about what Brad Underwood has done? He's perfect for that fan base, right? He embraces it. He gets it. Um, and I think part of it is he worked a long time to get there, yeah. to have that, right? Like he's grinded it out. So I think he's very appreciative of where he's at and, you know, grinding as an assistant and then being at Stephen F. Austin and, you know, obviously the year at Oklahoma State. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of coaches that can't handle or don't want to deal with the Illinois fan base and the insanity that those fans bring yeah. um, in a good way and a bad way. I, I like it generally. I have fun with it, with every all these fan bases that are nuts, uh, but they're hungry and that's, that's the beauty. Some are unrealistic in their expectations. I actually don't think Illinois is as unrealistic as some of the other ones. Like NC State, completely unrealistic, uh, you know, in, in their expectations. You know, some of these other ones that, you know, even Indiana to some extent, right? They're they're more unrealistic than Illinois fans because they think they should be winning national titles. I think Illinois fans are just saying, like, we want to get to the second weekend. If we get to the second weekend, you know, a couple times in every four years, two out of every four years, I, I correct me if I'm wrong here. They'd want they'd want more then. They'd eventually want more. Yeah. But they'd be happy as hell with that. Yeah, especially given where they, they've come from. Like, it's just like Illinois football fans. They say, just get me to bowl games. I'll be happy. Well, three, four years of that, you're going to want more. Listen, but you yes. can't lose to Indiana football, first of all. You <laughs> cannot. That is an embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, they're going to want more at some point getting the second yes. weekends. But yes, you're right. I think that's the next step that they want as a program. But, but they know they're a player. Like, what is, is that? What else is unique about this fan base, Jeff? Because I love your rankings of craziest fan yeah. bases, and Illinois is always up there. I, I just, you know, again, they're unique because they will hold you accountable. They will call you out. Um, I don't – listen, I, you know me. I don't give a shit. Like, you say whatever <laughs> you want about me. I don't – call me every name in the book. It doesn't – it really doesn't matter to me at this stage of my, my career in life. The only hard part now is – my daughter's on Twitter now, so she sees this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if I go back at people, she sees that I go back at people. So it's not a – I'm not a good role model for her to some degree as she's looking to get into sports media. But Illinois fans are, are passionate. Um, they're knowledgeable. I, I love going to games there. I got to say, maybe – and I just actually uh, interviewed – we did a podcast with Kelvin Sampson that will probably be out by the time our pod is out. And one of the things I talked to him about at the end, I said, hey, man, um, the second best atmosphere I've ever been in, the, the number one might have been last year when Chris Beard went back to Texas Tech. 
I, I've never seen anything so hostile. Okay, like Duke, Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, they're great environments. Don't get me wrong. But this environment, I don't know if you saw the videos yeah. I put out there last year, you know, beer, the bus, and 3,000 fans at night converging on the bus. I thought they were going to tip the damn bus. Mm -hmm. They hate Chris Beard. Hate him. The, the second best that I was talking to Kelvin, you know where I'm going with yep. this, because I was there for that game, was when Eric Gordon went back to Champaign. It was effing out of control. It was so good. You know, it's one of those games that you, like, check off that you're like, I was there for that. And uh, I was a student just, reporter. I was a student reporter. At the time. And I, I wrote a, I was a columnist, Jeff, and I said, I hope Illinois fans got that out of their system because it got ugly. It got ugly. Ugly. <laughs> ugly. The things that were said. I mean, I remember his dad coming down the steps surrounded by security. To, to walk in that building that night. It was it was that level of animosity and hatred and and I get it. I mean I get it. Obviously the kid was committed and coming and Kelvin. The the funniest part of that is I remember calling Kelvin. I didn't know him well at that point. And uh called him maybe because he was dealing with the illegal phone calls then too. And we were talking off the record. And I was saying, I was like, well, you know, you guys are recruiting Eric Gordon. And he's like, no, we're not. I said, Kelvin, don't bullshit me. <laughs> I said, um, I was just at the Peach Jam. I just followed around your assistant, Jeff Meyer, for six games because I couldn't stop watching Derrick Rose and Eric Gordon. So I wanted to be at every game they're at. I still think it's the best backcourt I've ever seen in 20-plus years of, of covering AU basketball. So I was like, Kelvin, don't bullshit me. I saw your assistant there for every game. I know you're recruiting the kid. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kel Kelvin's you – know, now you look back at it's just some phone calls, um, right. and he's a heck right. of a coach. Uh, but Illinois fans, coach. he'll yes. always he'll always be uh, evil yep. around these parts. Imagine though, like imagine what Indiana would been like would have been like. Think of how good they could have been because they had it going. Like people forget how good they were that year with Eric DJ Gordon, White. DJ White, they were friggin' loaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were really good. Jeff, I want to ask you this: you, you've had such a great career you've done so many different things i mean espn following the balls right like that was i was hey, don't put that in great things <laughs> i know that was an experience going to lithuania was fun yeah. covering the balls in lithuania not so much fun i just want like what do you feel about how you're at now building your own thing like to a much smaller level i've, I've done that in this digital age like what has this been like for you this chapter of your career yeah i mean it, it you know autonomy is everything and, and working for stadium has given me a lot of autonomy uh and and helping rob doster start up field of 68 and now field of 12 uh has been fun i mean it's been fun helping rob he was laid off a couple of years ago and you know a friend of mine and i guess that's the difference now right when you hit this point in your career it's more especially watching my daughter um have a love for for sports media and want to get into it she's doing her first sideline today for field hockey field indiana field hockey awesome and i'm i'm so excited nervous for her everything um and and you know i think it's helping young guys in this industry and i think part of it jeremy is is we see where media is going right you and i do it a certain way we've been taught a certain way and listen barstool's making a ton of money they're making more money than i'll, I'll ever make in my life right it's not what I would do. It's not how I would do it. It's not how I'm teaching my daughter how to do it. There are a lot of kids that love it out there. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's entertaining. Um, but I want to try to teach 
a lot of these young guys breaking in to college basketball that have a passion for it and want to get into the media and want to make a living doing it. Like you don't have to do it that way. Right. You can be entertaining. Listen, I can be as big a knucklehead as anybody on Twitter. You know that. Yeah. But but ultimately at my core, it's going to be based on on working hard, information, having opinions, but having informed opinions. That's the key. Not just putting shit out there that you don't know anything about, you know, whoever it is, you know, like ESPN, they've got a lot of great, great people and a lot of friends of mine, you know, Scott Van Pelt, Kevin Nagandi, uh, Field Yates. I mean, I can go down the list of great people. And then they got a lot of people on there now that like don't know what the hell they're talking about. Right. And, uh, and it's frustrating to me that, um, that that's the way the media is headed right now, uh, that everybody can have an opinion, that anybody can have a, an Instagram account or a blog or whatever and put out there, you know, and it's like, it's it, instead of doing the work, doing the hard work, uh, people are just like, yeah, I'm just gonna like these lists, you know, there, there's these sites that come out now. So, so this site put out a list about a month ago of the, I don't know if it was the best college basketball media or whatever. Yeah. And I was second on the list. All right. And it's some young kid who has no idea what he's talking about. And, and he's just looking for clicks. Mm -hmm. And I I DM'd him and I'm like, this is not a good list. And I was second. Like, I wasn't <laughs> complaining about me at all. Like, I don't care. Like, but there were a bunch of people on there that shouldn't have been on there. And there were a bunch of people that weren't on there that were deserving of being on there and weren't. And it's like, like, I shouldn't even been second. Like, yeah. like, I'm not at that point, maybe 10 years ago, but I'm not at the point where I should be second right now. Um, and it, it, I don't know. So it it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But to, to answer your question, um, I've been lucky. Like I, I've, I kind of, you know, just lucked into this career. Um, I wanted to do it since I was, I interviewed James Worthy when I was 15 years old. So I've always wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been able to do exactly what I pretty much wanted to do in my career, which is crazy in yeah. a way. That's awesome. That's awesome, Jeff. You've always been good to me, uh, whether it's me bugging you at Big Ten Media Days or doing this. So appreciate it. And uh, Illini fans, check out this almanac, man. It is chock full of great information. Jeff Goodman, Field of 68 Stadium. Man, we really appreciate your time. All right. I'll see you in Champaign this year for sure. Thanks again to Jeff Goodman, a guy who just puts in the work, man, um, from the national side. I know some of these guys you might not like that much or some things they say or, you know, opinions they have. But uh, Jeff is always one that's – uh, been good to me, and and uh, I can see he puts in the work at all of this. So great stuff from Jeff Goodman. Uh, check out the Almanac. I'm I'm still diving into it, but uh, these guys know what they're talking about. The guys are three man weave. They got a great crew at the field of 68, and uh, you know really good, intelligent uh, national talk about the Big Ten, about Illinois. Uh, and Jeff and his crew did a great job catching up with I think almost all 300 something Division One head coaches about this. So. That takes a lot of work. Uh, this took a lot of work, and it's uh, it shows. It's a really, really good product. So go check that out. Uh, the Field of 68. Jeff's always tweeting at it, uh, tweeting about it at Goodman Hoops on Twitter, so you can see it there as well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Uh, any of you guys down in Florida who are listening, I'm, I'm really thinking about you. I have uh, head down to Fort Myers Beach a lot. And uh, I got some family friends with, with a condo down there, and we go down there a lot and love it. Me and my wife love going there uh, and to see the pictures of the destruction because they were hit on head on. Um, it, it's really, really 
disturbing to see. So I, I hope all our Florida friends made it through. Uh, hope hope uh, didn't suffer too much damage, but I know a lot of people did. So if anything, I hope this takes your mind away from it. any of our Florida friends down there that, that need a little reprieve. So um, just thinking about you guys. I know it's been a really rough week, and I, I know this is going to be a long process of, of rebuilding, cleaning up. So just thinking about you guys down there in Florida. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Alana Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody.